Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. What a privilege it is to be able to come and speak to you today. I'm so excited. We've been in this series called Thanks Living. And uh, I hope you're enjoying the book, by the way. Pastor Chessie and I wrote, and uh, I want to say thank you so much for being in groups as well. You know, we have over 1,200 people in groups. And uh, I want to say thank you so much for being in a group. When, I, when we started this series, I begin to give you some words. I said, there's, there's some what we call feel-good words. Does anybody remember what those words are? Thank you. That's right. Thank you. So let's just all say our feel-good words together. You ready? What are they? Thank you. We said that when we say thank you, it makes us feel good when, it's, when we say it sincerely, and it makes the other people feel good when we say it to them uh, and sin- said sincerely. And so those are feel-good words. Then Pastor Chessie taught us that God is for us, that God is for me. That's what she taught us. And then last week, I taught you a verse. It was, it's actually uh, Psalms 118.24. And we said that we, was gonna do, we were going to say that verse. We did this. We got up out of the bed and removed the covers. Does anybody remember what that verse is? Let's say it. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Remember last week we said, this is the day. Remember, this is the day. This is it. And so if you missed that, you can go back and, and do it. But I encourage you to do that. I really do. I, I've been making that a habit in my life for the last uh, six or eight months. It's when I get up, just say that. As soon as I grab those covers to get up, just say, this is the day the Lord's made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. And then I ask myself that question, what good can I do today? And uh, it's changing, changing everything. And matter of fact, you're changing our community. Can I tell you that? I got a text message a, a week or so ago from one of our uh, uh, officials in our community. It says, Jeff, I just want you to know that your church is making a difference. Walls are coming down, bridges are being built because of all the good that you're doing. And your, your people are teaching us how to do that. And I just want to say thank you for taking the love of God with you everywhere you go. Amen? Because biblical love is doing good for another person no matter how I feel. Amen? So you remember that when you leave here today. Do uh, love people. Amen. Well, I want to walk in today. There's a story in the Bible that really catches my attention. And it talks about gratitude. And it has to do with Jesus. Is that Jesus was ministering, going around helping people. And then it's like he was interrupted by 10 men who had leprosy. Leprosy is a was a skin disease that were basically a flesh-eating disease where it would eat your flesh and it would like rot and, and there was no cure for it and it was highly contagious. And so in order for you to come around people, you would have to yell to them and say, I'm a leper, I'm a leper, I'm a leper. And to, so that people would know to stay away from you. So there was no close contact with other people. So we picked up the story. Look what it says right here. In Luke 12, it says this. As he was going into a village, talking about Jesus, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. 
When he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Were all, were, where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you what, everybody? Yeah. Well, your faith has made you well. You know, it's so easy for us to take God for granted. The blessings of God. Do you realize right now the very breath that you have is a gift from God? It's a gift from God. The very fact that you was able to drive to this facility today or the fact that you can view online right now is a gift from God. God provided for you all that you have. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. The Bible says, I believe that. And it's amazing how many things that God does for us that we forget to say thank you. I don't think that, I don't think that it's not that we don't want to say thank you. I just think that we just get so caught up and so busy that we forget to say thank you. And that when we forget to say thank you, we can tend to take someone for granted. Would you agree with that? And so the greatest words, the greatest words of gratitude are this. Here they are on the screen. Let's say them together. You ready? Thank you, Jesus. What are the most grateful words, everybody? What are the most grateful words, everybody? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, are the most grateful words. When you say that, it, get God's, it gets God's attention. And God wants you, to, this story is told because Jesus wanted us to understand how important it is for us to say thank you to God. Now, when we how does God want us to express gratitude? That's a big question. Well, today I want to answer that there's three ways and there's three God's favorite ways that I'm going to share with you today that as you read the scripture, you can see these ways over and over that God said, this is how we sh should express gratitude to him. And the first one is this. It may be surprising, but is sing to God. The first one is sing to God. Now, I know if you heard me sing, you would want me to do that by myself. <laughs> but you know what I say? <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> Me and God enjoy it, right? We're the only ones. But I want to say, sing to God. Did you know that our God is a singing God? You may not know that. That our God is a singing God. The Bible says that he sings over you. That he sings over you. Zephaniah 3 and 17 proclaims it this way. Look what it says. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save he will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his what, everybody? His love. Now notice this. He will rejoice over you with what? Singing. With singing. Did you notice that? You can't hear God singing over you now, but one day you're going to when you get to heaven. You will never know the times that you could not go to sleep at night because of all the stress and anxiety that you were going through and that why you were doing that and the only reason that you were able to finally fall asleep is because the Heavenly Father was singing over you. 
the spiritual battle that was happening around you that, that by his singing over you, he dispelled the darkness and gave you peace. God sings over you. Some of the most precious moments that I will remember the rest of my life is when our children were smaller, were babies, and they would be upset, and especially towards the evening hours and time to go to bed, and they would be fussy and wouldn't want to go to sleep, and, and Rhonda would get them and put them in that little glider rocker. She'd sit there with them, and she'd rock them, and she'd start singing over them. And she'd sing a lullaby to them, and she'd hum until finally they'd rest and go to sleep. They'd give up the fight, and they'd go to sleep. Your heavenly father sings over you. The Bible says that we should sing praises to the Lord. Psalms 147 says this, seven. He says, sing out thanks to, our, to the Lord. Sing praises to our God with harps. Ephesians 5 and 19 says this, speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to who, everybody? To the Lord. Make music in your heart to the Lord. The next verse I want to read in just a moment. Let me give you a little background. There were two guys that were preachers of the, of the gospel. After Jesus had died and gone to heaven, there was a guy that got saved by the name of the Apostle Paul. He wrote the majority of the New Testament. God used him to do that, inspired by God. And he was preaching in the streets. He and a guy, he and a guy by the name of Silas, and they were preaching. And, and as they were preaching, they got arrested. They got arrested for preaching, for doing good. They were thrown in jail, but that they were being thrown into jail, they were beaten severely and bad, and, and it was the worst day ever in their life. And they could have went to jail, in the jail, and begin to say, man, I don't know if I'm going to keep this up or not, and, and this is bad, and God has forsaken us. They could have done that, but that's not what they did. Look what the Bible says here. Acts 16, it says, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to who, everybody? To God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a, such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison shook. At once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains, what everybody? Came loose. Did you notice what happened? At midnight, it seems like at night is when we're at our lowest. It? it seems like when something's going on in our life and we got this battle going on and we can't sleep and, and it's just our minds are reeling. And the Bible says that, that what they did in, in that low moment, they had been beaten and, and there they were chained and put in prison and they began to sing praises to God. Why does God want us to sing praises to him? Is he on some ego trip? No. God knows that when we begin to lift him up and we begin to sing praises to him, we can't help but get lifted up. Amen, everybody? When you, when you sing praises to God and you lift up the name of God in song especially, it's amazing how it changes you on the inside. It's what it does for you. And when you lift him up, and let me just tell you something from a man who's been no struggle. I can tell you there's been moments in my life when I didn't know what to do. And I didn't even know how to pray anymore. I was hurting so bad, going through the deep valley. But I learned that I could just sing a song to God. And let me just tell you something. I understand when the scripture says sing a new song to God. Because Rhonda gets so aggravated because I make up words. That's right. See, I'll try to sing some of the songs we sing in here. And they don't sound like they sound in here because the words are all different. She said, you got the words wrong. I said, no, no, I got them right. It's, it's a Jeff song now. 
See, that, that was whoever wrote his song before, but now it's a Jeff song, and it's unto God. And the Bible says, sing a new song. And I can tell you, when you're in those valleys and you're in the deep water of difficulty, and it seems like you're in the fire and you don't know what to do, and it seems like it's all going to consume you, if you'll just begin to lift up a praise of God and sing a new song to God, it's amazing what happens. How, the, how the, As your praise goes up, his peace comes down. As your praise goes up, his power comes down. And the chains that seem to bind you, it's amazing how they will fall off, everybody. The greatest therapy you you can do is start singing unto God. Amen, everybody? Sing a song to God. It doesn't matter if you get all the words right, just sing, baby, sing. Amen? Reminds me of a story that I heard of a guy one time uh, married a lady and she looked all put together, and, but on their wedding night, uh, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? She went to get into bed. She took out her glass eye, took her leg off, took her wig off. He'd never seen her this way. She got into bed, and he looked at her and said, sing, honey, sing. Sing, honey, sing. Yeah, let's move on from that. But I want you to know it's in those moments that God changes things. God changes things. And you know, let me just say this to you. That's why we sing with the first thing is because when you walk in these doors and we begin to sing together, things change. It's one thing when I'm singing by myself, but when I get a group and, and a room of people and we're singing together, it's amazing how the presence of God, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And you know, there's, and those of you that are watching, I just want to say there's some things that you just can't get online. And if you're locally, I just challenge you to get in a room because you can't feel the presence of God that's in this room. Amen, everybody? And so I want to challenge you to do that. The third, second thing I will tell you is this. So we see, we want to sing to God. That's God's, one of God's favorite ways. The second way to express gratitude to God is give back to God. It's to give back to God. Now, when I start to talk about money in church, people get all kind of nervous, man. They just like, oh my God, he's about to talk about money. We're in church. Well, let me tell you something. Let's just all right now just take a deep breath, okay? Because we're going to relax. You ready? <sighs> That's right. Feels good. The reason I say relax is because you don't have to do what I'm about to talk about. You can still go to heaven. It's okay. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, nothing I say is going to be like, oh, I got it. No, no, no. You don't have to do anything. I get excited because what I'm about to tell you, somebody will do and they will see God show up in their life. You see, what you got a choice about is this, is that you can live by the world's economy or you can live on, in God's economy. That's it. And if living by the world's economy right now is pretty scary, right? I mean, they're saying, man, interest rates are skyrocketing, right? Stock market's down, interest rates up, and the, and the projection for the future is not that great is what all economists are saying. But let me just tell you something. On God's economy, if you do it God's way, then guess what? God will always take care of you, amen? And you can sleep at night. <laughs> amen, everybody. Look what he says in Proverbs. The wisest man who ever lived said this. Look what he said. He says, honor the Lord by giving him what, everybody? First 
the first part. You don't give God leftovers, you give him the first part. You know what I found out, let me just stop right there. You know what I found out is this, is that when I give him the first part, I always have enough. But when I, when I try to give him leftovers, I never have enough to give. Isn't that amazing, everybody? He said, give him the first part of all your income and he will fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your vats with, wine, with the finest wines. And again, remember that we're, they were in an agricultural society then and that's the way they got paid was all of those things. And so that's what he was talking about. He's like, bring your money. That's what he was saying. And then let me say this about giving. You know, what, you know why I give? The reason that I give is because I want to say, thank you, Jesus. For my past, you got me through it. Thank you, Jesus, for the present. You got me right now. And thank you, Jesus, that you got me in the future. Amen, everybody? Amen. Matter of fact, let's just practice those most grateful words. Let's practice them. You ready? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Malachi 3.10. Look what he says. He says, bring the whole tithe. A tithe is 10%. To the storehouse, that's the place where you worship God at. So if Stockbridge Community is that place he's talking about here, but this is not, then he's talking about wherever you worship God at. He says, bring the whole tithe to the storehouse and say, says the Lord, and so, so there will be food in my house. And would you read these next four words out loud? Let's read them. You ready? Come on. Test me in this. The only time God says, test me. Test me in this and see if I will not throw up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much of blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Now, let me just tell you what he just told us to do. He says, God says, if you will bring 10% of your income to your house of worship to give to him. So anytime that you give an offering like SEC, you may make the check out to SEC, but it's not to SEC, it's to God. You understand that? You give to God through us and through the church, not through me, through the church. And so what I want to say is this, is that, so he said, bring the tithe. He said, when you do this, you're going to make sure there's spiritual food in my house. He said, when you do that, I'm going to make sure there's food in your house. And he says, test me in this. He says, take the test. And so, so when I read that, I thought, well, how can I get people to take the test? Because it sounds so crazy. And if you're not a believer here today and you've never, you think right now I'm crazy. Listen, I taught this lesson. I've been teaching it for years, but several years ago I taught it. And after church, I was out there shaking hands on the porch and a man come up and cussed me out. He did. He said, let me tell you something. You crazy as beep de beep beep beep. <laughs> and if you think I'm going to do that, beep de beep beep beep. So now you know why I have people standing with me. Because when you start talking about money, people get crazy. And sure enough, he did that. And I thought, yeah, you know, it was a rough conversation and I was cursed out here. Usually it's not here that I get cursed out as much as out there, but I got cursed out. And so, uh, so I, the next week come by and the man come back. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what are you doing here? I didn't say that to him, but I was thinking that. <laughs> you know, I could have had a great day with you staying at home. <laughs> but he come back. And he come back the next day, or the next week. And he said, he told me, he said, I'm going to prove you wrong, man. So every week he'd show up and he would give 10% of his income just to tell me, show me that I was wrong because we do something crazy at SEC. We do what we call the tithe challenge. And we say, if you give your income for 90 days, once you give it for 90 days and you indicate it, you know, you put it on an envelope or you do it online where we have record of it. And if, and during that process or at the end of that process, if God did not bless you, we'll give you your money back. 
And so that's what he was going to do. He was going to get his money back. And yes, have there been times that we've done that? Yes, we've given money back. When people, like, it's usually within the first week or two, they think about, oh, I can't do it, and they want it back. So that's okay. We give it back if that's what they want. That's only happened four times in the, the hundreds of people that have taken the challenge. But this guy said, I'm going to prove you wrong. He did it by the book. He noted it every day. I don't even know he believed in God. He noted it every time, and he would come and look at me on Sundays. I'd preach. He's just like a... <laughs> you know, I'm like, God, why, why don't you just strike this guy dead? That's all I'm asking you right now. <laughs> oh, you don't pray prayers like that sometimes? I mean, maybe we don't say it just like that. We could say, you know, God, the world would be better without them. Every week, come sit there, antagonize me. Until finally, before the challenge was over, the 90 days, his expression changed. And he said, Pastor, I got to talk to you. I thought, oh, God, don't talk to me. You don't already said enough to me, man. No more cursing, all right? He said, I want you to know it's true. I've been doing that to prove you wrong, but God has proved him proved himself to me and I am a believer because of what I've seen him do over these last 90 days amen everybody amen give God a hand for that I share that with you because there's some of you sitting out here that you started on the 90-day challenge because we did that so we do it all the so I do it like once or twice a year say hey here's a challenge all I ask you to do is just you start and you just make sure you make a record of it. And at any time during that period, you say, this ain't working out for me. This is, not, this is a hardship and God has blessed me. Then you just let us know. Just call uh, Tawny in our office here. Just let her know. And she'll write you a check for everything back. Why? Because we believe God is the word, right? If we're going to preach it, we've got to believe it, everybody. Amen. And if God said it, he'll do it. And if you're a non-believer, if you say, well, pastor, I'm really an atheist. I don't even know if I believe in God. Well, the only way I can tell you to prove that there's a God is start tithing. Start to just, pr just put him to the test. Say, God, I'm going to see. And listen, we've had many people convert to, to, to faith in Jesus Christ because they started tithing and seeing God work. So I want to challenge you to do that. So on your connection card, there's a box that says, I'm going to try the 90-day tithe challenge. The only reason I want you to check the box is so I can pray for you. I'm not going to call you and say, are you doing that? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's between you and God. I'm just going to pray for you because I know the spiritual battle starts right now. The moment that I said, hey, we're going to talk about money. And here's the other news, everybody. Listen, you can go to heaven and not be a tither. Look, look at me, look at me. You might not ever hear another pastor say this. You can go to heaven and not be a tither. You don't have to give one day. You don't have to give at all. You don't have to. But this is what you can't do. You can't have the blessings of God over your finances and not be a tither. Did you hear that? You cannot, you cannot live in God's economy and not be a tither. So I just want to challenge you to step into God's economy. Jesus said it this way. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said in Luke 6 and 38, given it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, look at this, it will be measured back to you. Look, what is Jesus saying? Everybody, come in close. I want to talk to you. Come in close. This is what he's saying. You will never outgive God. You will never outgive God. Never. You say, well, you know what? If, 
boy, if I give this much, then I'm not going to have it. No, no, no. What we found out is this. If I got a shovel this wide and I shovel stuff out, God gets a shovel this wide and shovels it back in. You will never outgive God. It's amazing. It doesn't make any sense. If you're not a believer, you're like, this is crazy. No, it's faith, everybody. And it's saying, you know what? Every time that I give, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, Jesus. That's what I'm saying. I'm expressing, thank you, Jesus. God, when I give my tithe, I'm saying, God, thank you that you provided for me. And this pastor, whoa, look at me. This pastor is a tither and gives an offerings to this church. And so I just want you to know, I'm not telling you something I don't do. I'm telling you something I would not do, as I would never stop, not giving, never stop giving my tithe because God has been so faithful to Rhonda and I. Amen, everybody? Come on, let's give God a hand for that. So what are the most grateful words, everybody? What are the most grateful words? There you go. What are they? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's the most grateful words is thank you, Jesus. The third way I would say this to you, to express gratitude to God is to commune with God. Commune with God. Look what he says in 1 Corinthians 10, 16. The same guy that was arrested and in jail wrote this. God used him to write this. He said, it's not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks, a participation in the blood of Christ. And it's not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ. Some of you were raised uh, maybe in a, a different background, a Catholic background and so forth. You understand this is the, it's called the Eucharist. And that word Eucharist is actually in the Bible. It's Greek. The, the New Testament was written in Greek. And it simply means thank you. Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thanksgiving. Why are we thankful? What you may not know is that there was a lot of prophecies given about Jesus' birth before he was ever born. Not only about his birth, but also about his death and why he would die. And one of those is found in Isaiah 53 and 5. And look what it says. It's talking about Jesus. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Do you know what that is? That's rebellion. Is that when you, when you know what God wants you to do, and you say, I'm not doing that. That's rebellion. That is what rebellion is. He said, he was wounded for our rebellion. He was bruised for our iniquities. You know what that is? The things that we didn't just say we're going to rebel about, but the things we did against God. We sinned. And Jesus was bruised for our iniquities. And he goes on and says, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. What does that mean? Chastisement is punishment. Jesus was punished for you. In other words, wait a minute. He took your spanking. I don't know about you, but I was raised in a home that they would wear your rear end out. My dad would say, son, if you don't straighten up, I'm going to wear your backside off so much that you're going to be eating off the mantle board for a week. I don't know what all that meant, but I knew that I didn't want to do it. (laughs) You won't be able to sit down. That's what he would say. And you know what? You deserved a beating. And you deserve death. He said, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are what, everybody? Healed. This is what your picture should have looked like. This picture coming up is what you should have looked like. 
Because that's what your sin demands for you to have righteousness with God is that you die. But Jesus died in your place. Do you understand that? That God is not angry at you because he took his anger out on his son Jesus for you. So that's why God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. Is that he let his anger be taken out on his son Jesus. Again, Jesus' words were recorded in 1 Corinthians, and look what he says. This cup and the new covenant in my blood, he says, do this. Whenever you drink it in remembrance of me, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, why don't you circle those two words? will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. A man ought to examine himself. Once you circle those words, examine himself before he eats the cup, before he, before he eats the bread and drinks the cup. Let me give you a couple of explanations. Unworthy manner, what does that mean? That means being ungrateful. The communion cup you have right now in your hand in just a moment, he said, if you take that in an unworthy manner and you, you just like, well, I'm just going to do this and I'm not even going to be thankful for anything. If that's you, he said, that's an unworthy manner. And the Bible warns against that. And then examining ourselves today, if you're not a follower of Jesus, I would challenge you right now to become a follower of Jesus. Ask him to come into your life and to save you. You say, Jeff, why would I do that? Because let me tell you something, you need a savior. You need a savior. Would everyone bow their heads with me, please? Right now, you know who you are. Before you ever got here today, God was already dealing with you. You couldn't wait to get to this moment because you're ready to give your life to Jesus. You're tired of doing this by yourself. And so right now, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I'm going to say a prayer, and I want you to say it after me, not out loud, but in your heart, and God will hear you. Would you say this with me, this prayer? Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me. I've tried to do this by myself. And I've made a mess of it. My life is in shambles. On the outside, I look good. But on the inside, God, you see it. Forgive me of my sins, Jesus. Come into my life. Save me. Help me to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all those people that just prayed that prayer? If you prayed that prayer, would you check on the back of this card that I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower? I want to send you something in the mail and that's to help you in your journey. Now, I know several of you moving around. Does anybody not have a communion? Just raise your hand. We'll get you something. You raise your hand, somebody will bring you one. Awesome. I think for everybody, it looks like everybody's got it. Would you stand with me now? 
Would you take the tab back and take the little piece of bread out and hold it in your hand? What we're doing right now is so sacred. You know what we're doing? We're saying the most grateful words. What are those words, everybody? Thank you, Jesus. We're saying thank you for your body that was broken for us. Would you take the wafer now and remember the Lord's body that was broken for you? Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you take the other tab, pull it back? This is the juice. And in doing this, we're remembering Jesus' blood that was shed, that he died for our sins. And it was his blood that saves us. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And we're saying thank you, Jesus, by taking this. Would you do it right now? Lord, we thank you today for who you are and what you're doing. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you today that you are doing miracles, signs and wonders among us. We thank you today. As we begin to sing this song, oh Lord, I ask you that you would receive our thanks and we bless you in Jesus' name. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.